Happy New Year. Of course, it might not be morning for everyone. Yeah. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I will be your host today and for the year in Masterful Living. And I'm so grateful to join with you today. Uh, We have a small group. We don't usually have uh, community calls before class actually starts, but this year I thought I'd do things a bit differently. I I do uh, a number of things differently every year because I'm always learning. So we will join together right now. So grateful. Hmm. So I invite you to take a breath of love and gratitude with me. Yeah, and let's place our hands on our heart and open our heart and open our mind. Open ourselves to the power and the presence of love that's always living through us and as us. We're opening ourselves right now to the higher Holy Spirit self, the unprecedented love. So grateful to recognize I am that I am and I am one with the I am presence of every being everywhere. So we're fully supported in God, fully supported by the love that surrounds and folds and moves through us and as us. Love is our true identity. Love is our true nature. And as this new year begins, we open ourselves to receive. We're opening ourselves to receive divine guidance for our healing. We're opening to receive inspiration Inspiration to surrender the habits, the negative patterns that we've fully explored and are completely done with. So grateful to let them go. So grateful to open ourselves to an awareness of truth that refreshes us, that reboots us, that restores us to our right mind. We're surrendering all the blocks to love, placing on the holy altar fire of love every thought, every idea, resentment, regret, hurt, blame, shame, envy, guilt, sadness, depression, anger, all that weighs us down. We're willing to let it go more than ever before. And we're opening ourselves to listen to spirit, to listen to ourselves, and to listen to each other with pure love and compassion, dropping all the judgments, all the habits of taking offense, condemnation, criticizing and complaining. We're surrendering all these habits and we're opening ourselves to true freedom. The freedom to really laugh, to really love, 
to really experience the lightness of our being. So grateful right now to consciously declare that our conversation this day is a divine dialogue. And we're including everyone who will listen later. We're opening ourselves to this wonderful opportunity to get to know each other, to discover each other, to learn, to let go of old concepts, to let go of any concepts, and simply stand unfettered and free together in the light. Our conversation is for the purpose of shedding and expanding, and we are grateful and thankful to do this beautiful labor of love together transforms the labor and the work into joy. Mm. So grateful to know that this is so. So grateful to dedicate ourselves to this and knowing that our conversation is beneficial to so many, to everyone, everyone in our family, everyone in our community, everyone in our life. So grateful. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Welcome. Welcome. So I'm going to just take the opportunity to explain just a few little things about community calls. And uh, one is, from this point forward, they will be facilitated by uh, students who have already done year one and who are still in Masterful Living. And so that's year two and three and beyond. And they do a wonderful job. Some of them are brand new to the idea of facilitation, and it's they're completely stepping up into something totally new for them. And they're doing it, all the facilitators are volunteers. They're doing it to be of service, and they're doing it to grow their consciousness. And they're also doing it because they love you. And because they're so grateful for their own ability to let go of the past and to open up to a powerful life of wholeness and freedom and joy, that they are committed to supporting you in doing that with their love and their kindness. So they're not experts. (laughs) <laughs> in but they're but they have learned a lot. So they're not experts at facilitating, but uh, some of them have been doing it for quite a while, so they're they really are very accomplished. And uh, so please uh hold them in prayer and give thanks for them and and if there's technology issues and things like that Just have patience and and 
call love and support to them and only know the highest and best. So, uh, one of the things I'd like to do in this first two community calls before the class starts, and that's the reason for having these community calls prior to the class starting, is to give the students who've already been in class a chance to share their experiences of doing the work that you're challenging yourself to do and supporting yourself with doing. And so I've invited uh, folks who've been in class for at least a year with me to come and share. And I know one of the two of the main trepidations that people have are can they actually do the work? Can they keep a commitment? How will how will that ever ever transpire? And uh, because of their schedule, you know, some people in past years have had three little children and and, and working full time. These kinds of things, and um, other people have jobs that are extremely demanding, and doctors, lawyers, all kinds of things, and. Um, other people have intense travel schedules, but they've been able to do the work and because they're willing, they find a way and they do it at the level of um, integration into their life that they're able to. Because most of the work is when you're not in class, when you're not uh, do using the workbooks and things like that. The vast majority of the work is how you live your life. And that's why that's what this class is really about, how to live that those spiritual teachings in your moment-to-moment daily life. So another major trepidation for people is prayer partners. Uh, because some a lot of people just don't feel comfortable talking to a stranger, not at all, especially about spirituality. A lot of people feel that way, or they just feel like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I have guidelines, and you'll be able to follow those guidelines and very simply just you and your prayer partners set a time and follow the guidelines. But I'm going to let the folks who are in um, the years uh, who've already done year one share. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to unmute uh, all the folks who I see on the line who are um, who've already done year one or more, and so uh, and maybe one of you would like to share first. You can raise your hand. By the way, for the new folks coming in, when you'd like to raise your hand and ask a question, star 2 on your keypad to raise your hand. 
someone like to share about did did anybody who um has already done masterful living uh feel afraid of talking to a prayer partner and I see Sheila raised her hand. Go ahead, Sheila. You're unmuted. Hi, good morning. I didn't want to raise my hand because I already spoke yesterday, but since no one was jumping out there. Prayer partners. I I had mixed emotions about the prayer partner. It wasn't because I was afraid to pray or afraid to talk to strangers. Um, praying is something I've done most of my life. For me, it was a time commitment. I didn't know how I was going to work in always reaching out to my prayer partner. And um, I think I discussed that with you one-on-one. I still struggle with that issue. Um, but... What I have realized that if you just put a little bit of willingness into doing this class, it'll just come. If you really intentionally set your heart that you want to do this class, for some way it, the money just comes to pay for it and the time just comes to do it. Um, you just have to have a little bit of willingness to do it. I have been blessed with prayer partners that have been so forgiving of me and my time, and that's what I'd like people that are new to understand. We work really hard in this community to hold it as a non-judgment, sacred space so that we can share freely because some of us never had anybody we could do that with. So I feel very comfortable with my prayer partner, Grace, just crying and saying ugly things that I might not would want to say to other people, but she understands I just need to vent at the moment and get it out, and then we pray and we fix it. But what I want to say is I took during this last year – Sometimes I had a prayer partner and sometimes I didn't. So I can compare for you that when I did, you can just feel the healing. You can just feel it in your presence. There's something working on your better half. When I, it takes me time to get to my prayer partner sometimes in the illusion of this world, but when I do and I talk with her and I pray with her, the healing just comes pouring through. And it's not just for that time, but it seems like I'm on that little bit of a high just for the next few days, knowing that everything is good and there's people out there. So if that's what's holding you back, I say try it. Um, just be up front with Jennifer or Tina or anybody that you're having hesitations and you're not real sure, so that way your prayer partner will probably be the same way. In the beginning, I think we all felt that way, that we really were just a little bit hesitant, wasn't really sure what to expect or what to do. So just try it. You know, and be fair to your prayer partner if you decide it's not working out for you. Just be up front and, you know, be up front so that person doesn't think you just dropped off the face of the earth. Just my opinion. This is Carol from Sacramento, California, from last year, and I have notes in my journal about being afraid to call and having the right kind of prayer, too, because we were learning uh, how to do it, the GODS method and the GSS method, and I was trying to get all perfect with it, looking up the class notes and how do I do my prayer. And my first prayer partner was a prayer a person that did prayers for years on the prayer line. So she was like a minister almost, you know, and tossed all that out and did her own and came from her heart. And it was just awesome. And it helped me 
and I was really afraid to call at first. Uh, there was somebody in another country, and um, and then once we started, I think she used uh, FaceTime, and I had Skype. So at first, it was just calls over without looking and hearing each other or seeing each other. But when we decided to go Skype, that changed everything. We got more close because I could see their face, see her face. And um, we just got like friends and sisters. We call each other sisters now. And we have a great time. And we're going to continue in this year. Uh, we're not going to end our prayer partnership. But once I got through all the trying to be perfect, how to pray in and all that, um, just let it flow. It was awesome. It is awesome. We'll continue. Hmm. Thank you, Carol. And uh, I'll just piggyback on that for a second and say, so prayer partners are totally optional. You can decide if you would like to have one or not. And um, I change prayer partners throughout the year for the reason that the more people get to know each other and have different prayer partners, you'll have three or four this year if you choose them, is because it uh, that switching prayer partners is sometimes you have a, a deeper connection with one person than another. And you can always continue on, like Carol is saying, but still have the new prayer partner. And there's no rule about the length of time that you speak to each other. I suggest that you make a time once a week. Uh, most people can find one time once a week that they can connect. And some people started recording prayers on their phones and texting them to each other. And I do know that some people are so connected and they they do one prayer call once a week where they have a conversation and then they do one prayer a day where they just call each other quickly, pray together for five minutes and then go on with their day. I've seen that happen too sometimes. And Sometimes people email prayers and prayer requests during the week, and so it's or te texting back and forth. So it's having that connection and support of prayer that makes such a difference. And Deb uh, was raising her hand here. Hey, Deb. Hey, good morning, Jennifer, and everyone. Welcome. I found with Masterful Living one that I was able to access peace and harmony more quickly whenever I would get upset by using the tools that we are given and having more awareness of judgments and tools to release them. It was wonderful to the point where I had some breakthroughs with my sister a couple times and that was huge for me. And uh, just an occurrence of more synchronicities and a return to a little bit more of a regular spiritual practice, which is one of the things that drew me to this course to begin with because I had kind of become disconnected from that. And I wanted it to come into a deeper way with a spiritual practice again. Mm. 
I would just, um, I'll continue to work on that this year even more. And uh, I would just have everybody be gentle on yourself. If you're having trouble with something, reach out to admin. They're so helpful, so supportive, especially with the technology stuff that I feel not always competent with. And it's always been helpful. So good luck. Have a wonderful year. <laughs> I, I, I. I would like to just because you brought it up, Deb. Um, mm-hmm. Your you you mentioned that you had a breakthrough your, with your sister, and I know you described it to me as it was just just beyond anything you could have imagined. Yes. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My mom passed away in 2011, and she was sort of the glue that was holding what little connection I had with my sister together. And after she passed, it just didn't happen unless I created it. And at some point, I got tired of being always the one to create the connection, and then I sort of stopped doing that for a while even though I still wanted that connection. And the more I became aware of judgments toward my sister and worked to transmute those with the violet flame and different prayers, I had two times this year, just five minutes or less each time, which seems small, but it was so huge where she actually was happy when I was around her, opened up to me, shared some deep things. Even though I was in a totally different space, I was able just to be accepting of where she was and ask a couple questions and learn more about what her beliefs were, which are totally different than mine. But it was just um, twice, you know, we had these little mini deep rich conversations. So I know it's possible and I already knew it was possible but I didn't know what to do to help it create it and this class helped it happen. So I know it can happen more and I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful too. Yeah. The stuff with siblings can be so intense and the family stuff. We can feel so helpless and hopeless. And when we work in the invisible, it's amazing how things shift in the world of form. I know you also shared with me the other day, uh, Deb, that uh, your business doubled last year. Yeah, actually... My net income went up. I looked at it last night because I talked to one of my prayer partners. And it was almost down to nothing because of the tra- helping my mom transition out of this life. I was helping with that quite a lot because I'm a nurse and it's just what I chose to do. So my business had been much slower and my net income increased between 2014 
2015, 174% net income. So the bottom line, I mean, that was just huge. Um, It sounds impossible, but, you know, when it was small to begin with, it doesn't, there's place for growth. So, yeah. That's it. When we let go go the blocks to love, then everything starts to flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Deb, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Mm-hmm. And Sean is raising her hand. Happy New Year, Sean. Happy New Year, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about prayer partners because... I'm thinking back now and realizing I was terrified of praying. I was terrified of sharing my life with someone else. Even though I'm very open, the whole idea of a prayer partnership was different to me. And I guess it was because I have a Jewish background and all of our prayers are in Hebrew. So I had no experience whatsoever. And I remember at the beginning, I would even cancel the phone calls at first or or just have tremendous fear around it. And I think the best part about it was the guidelines that you had provided where we talk about our um, our breakthroughs and our do-overs and all of that. And at first, I would just write everything down before my call so I would feel more comfortable about it. And now, with my prayer partners, I can just speak freely and not have that trepidation that I used to have when I knew I was going to have a phone call. And it's been an amazing experience. I actually still have my prayer partner from Finding Freedom. And even though it wasn't required, it was one of the best things we did because we've become really good friends over the past year. And I thank you for allowing us to or giving us a, a place where we can do something like this because it's been life-changing for me. Mm. Yes. And, Sean, I know you've had a lot. Of, I remember you said to me in the, our year-end one-on-one you said, when I asked you, so what's changed for you this year? Uh, you said, oh, my God, what hasn't changed? <laughs> Yes, everything has changed. Um, as far as what um, Deb was saying before, my my work life has changed tremendously. People are actually happy when I'm ha- not happy, but when I'm not there, they say it's not as peaceful and and not as I don't know, in sync. I guess I bring people together now, which is something I never did in the past. And it's also helped my relationship. My relationship is with my partner is stronger than ever. We had a lot of problems when I first started. Um, we still have problems, but we are starting to work together, and it's beginning to mesh really well, and that I'm grateful for as well. And the best thing that it's done for me is allowed me to give up some ne- self-medicating habits um, that I've had since I was a young teenager. And that was something I never thought that I would give up. So, yeah, everywhere, even with my friendships, um, everything, everything. 
Yes, and do you remember, Sean, how you were feeling at the beginning of the year about what was possible for you this year? How were you feeling? Do you remember? Yeah, at the beginning, I really felt like, oh, this is just another thing that I'm doing. I was really concerned about spending the money, and I I, I had, in the past, I've you know, never really Sean, there's it. a lot of background noise. I don't know if you can do anything about that. Oh, there, I just got that. Oh, okay. it was a it was a plane flying overhead. I have overhead. a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> no control over that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just felt like I never stuck to anything in my life. I went through diets. I've done, um, I've done triathlon. I've some triathlons. I've tried to do other things, but nothing really sticks. I've played different instruments, and so I really didn't think this would stick, and, and it was so easy. I mean, it took a lot of practice, but there was always a tool to use or something to keep me focused, and um, and that's what I liked about it, and, and, and I didn't think that I would ever be able to stick to anything, and now I'm looking forward to doing Masterful Living, too, and... I have some more things that I want to work on to further enhance my life, but I didn't think I was going to be able to stick to it. But I did. You sure did. You did. Yep. And what I know, too, is that, like you were saying about the people in the workplace, that the people around you, they are having a better quality of life now, too. Absolutely. This one guy that sits right next to me was the biggest grouch, and he's no longer like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, it's it's that thing of when we change internally, the things around us, the people around us, they just naturally change. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Yeah, and you can self-mute. I'm going to I'm not muting people out, so you can all self-mute when All right. So anybody else from let's see. You you're who's done Masterful Living Year 1 like to raise a hand and share about their experience with prayer partners? All right, we've got uh, one of the Carruthers here. Hey there. I unmuted you. (laughs) Um, Okay, here I am. Hey, Rich. Can you hear me now? Happy New Year. Happy New New Year to everyone. Uh, uh, Prayer partners have really been good for me. I, I think at the beginning... Not only did, was I anxious, but I encountered people that were very anxious about it, and sometimes we got through that, and sometimes we didn't. So, um, but now uh, what I found is that the, the prayer partnerships are very helpful. Uh, I've been able to uh, maintain relationships uh, with several of them over a long period of time, and they've become really good friends. Uh, I think it's interesting. The format is sometimes different with different people, so you have to, you know, it's 
important to work with what's comfortable. The, the guidelines are really helpful. And yes, with some people don't really follow those. We just get into more of an open sharing and that's very helpful. The other thing I think is important is flexibility. Some people, it works to set a time every week, same time. Other people, I've just been able to say, I'll text you next week and let you know uh, sometimes it works. So as long as you stay in contact, the, the format, I think, can be different for different people. And just to keep that flexibility uh, is, is important. So any, it's been any, a good thing. Yeah. Any... Um any other benefits that you like to say, or do do you remember how you felt in the beginning? Did you feel because you've been in masterful living for a few years now? Do you, do you remember how you right. felt at the beginning? Well, I think at the beginning, yeah, there was uh, some uh, concern about exactly how to carry that on. I was not, on, I was comfortable with prayer. I mean, I've been a, been a person that grew up in the church and prayer, I prayed and so forth. However, I had to kind of let go of the idea that there was a right way to do it, uh, and uh, that, uh, that you know, of course, we use what you taught in the class uh, in terms of being grateful and, and that stuff. But I think, yeah, I had some anxiety about it, and uh, uh, but I think I got comfortable with it pretty quickly. Nice. Anything yeah. else you'd like to say to people who are just starting out, Rich? Well, I just I think the things uh, that you've mentioned before, I, I think the thing in terms of being able to, can I do the work, can I do it, I think it's important just to maintain some portion of it, to stay connected in some way. And I think I've found that different parts of the work have fit me better. So I stay with that part. And I might not do something else. I think it's important to give yourself that acceptance that uh Maybe something doesn't seem to fit at this point, so you just kind of let that go and stay focused on on what does seem to work and then come back to that later, uh, the other part, whether it's the workbook or prayer partners or Facebook or whatever, and, and go with your strength, go with what works, and then uh, come back and understand the other as an opportunity for healing and come back to it later. So that's what I've done. Yes, beautiful. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Anyone else uh like to share about their experience with prayer partners and masterful living? You'd like to raise your hand. Star two. You know, I'm going to ask a question. Um, Carol, do you remember how you felt at the beginning of the year and what you thought was possible for you? You're unmuted, so. I was not sure what, what it would be like, and I was scared I'd have to change a lot of things. I wasn't ready to change or what the expectations would be, but. It ended up being awesome, and I was uh, pretty isolated and all. Um, everybody had left in the family, you know. I'm kind of the matriarch, and I felt alone, and 
uh, they had, you know, I had family with me for a few years, and they were all gone. So, well, what about me? And I was, and I signed up for Masterful Living, and it really, really helped a lot each month getting through um, the first part, getting used to it, and really enjoying the classes every week and having a connection. And when, once we started the prayer partners, because I don't think they started right away, that was amazing. Is, is amazing. And family members, uh, my sister Pamela and I, um, there's a lot of demands uh, where I need to help her a lot um, of being an only relative that will help as far as her ailments. And, and we are not that close in the heart. And that's deeper now. It still could use more work. And my stepbrother and sister as well wasn't connecting with them. Same as Deb were. Um, well, I'm the only one that connects. Uh, they must not love me and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, yeah, now I feel, well, it's not as important. Um, it doesn't, it, I don't take it personally. If I feel like connecting, I connect and don't make a big deal. And then if they don't, that's fine. I don't have a judgment about it. Um, even if it's just a Facebook connect, it's just, it's okay that it's not that deep of a relationship. I don't judge it now. Mm. It's the way, way it is, and it's okay, and I'm okay, and they're okay. Yeah. So, That's a big shift in how you feel and a use of your energy. Yes, definitely. Mm. Yeah, so with the return of some of that energy, that of upset around your family are you what, what are you doing with that energy um serving in other areas of my life that i like like church and um are you having more fun no i'm having more fun yeah i went to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh and i use i room with my I room I share a room with my son and his wife and kid and you child, my grandchild, he's kid, I think. Um <laughs> and usually there's fighting the whole time and uh with the parents and screaming at the child and that went on but less and it didn't bother me as much. I would use um I would even if they talked to me about it, I'd say, Well, they're just it's just attack defense, don't worry about it, you know, just and then later on the the wife, the daughter in law said, I'm sorry, I just attacked you to her daughter, you know. That kind of thing. <laughs> so wow. That was so sweet. <laughs> wow. And I didn't and I didn't say it was from a course in miracles or anything like that. <laughs> I just said people are just, you know, doing it. I said everybody's doing it, you know, but just don't don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> wow. So my son would walk with me along and say all his problems and his wife would walk with me and they and they just wanted to talk to me because I was like a counselor or something. <laughs> I'm like take a trust. And that never happened. Really? And the granddaughter too. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's a huge shift. Because yeah. I, I, I choose to be completely miserable. I can't wait until this is over. We're at Disneyland. I'm not having any fun. <laughs> and it's a wonderful time. 
Ah, wow. That's such a great example, Carol, of, because one of the things that we practice in Masterful Living is we don't give each other advice and we stop giving advice to other people. Because people don't want our advice. It just feels um, condescending and patronizing. And I, I don't know about you folks, but <clears throat> I don't want anybody's unsolicited advice, and I sure don't want anybody's judgment. And nobody else does either. Nobody does. And so that's one of the, the most um, committed practices that we use during the year is to stop judging ourselves and others and to stop giving other people advice because – if you're not judging them, then you for sure would not think that they need your advice. One of the things we do in our community calls, and this is part of the guidelines, is that we can share and say, you know, I've had that kind of a thing, and this is what I did, and this is how it worked out for me, this is what I learned. We can share things like that, and in fact, that's a lot of what I do as a teacher, to me, teaching is sharing what I've learned. And so sharing what I've learned is helpful, but if I'm sharing it from the point of view that somebody needs it or that somebody is in, in a bad way, then I'm energizing the idea that they have a problem and then I'm not seeing them in truth and in the light. It's not helpful. And this is this is the most challenging thing that human beings do is change, make this shift. And it takes a year to really get the hang of it and shift so that you really see the results in your life and know, ah, yes, that is not helpful to me. I am not doing that anymore. You know, and some of us, it can take decades to realize that, uh, all kinds of things are not helpful anymore before we finally say, okay, this is actually, I can see now how destructive this is. You know, it could be something that we do, uh, like the, the way we talk to ourselves or what, what, what we, the way we treat our body. And so these are the, the fundamental practices of masterful living. And then once we stop judging everyone, we start accepting them and having compassion for them, it's easier to do it for ourselves. When it's easier to do it for ourselves, then it's easier to do it for more people. So this is why Carol's family is now coming to her, because now she's a safe space. Now they're coming to her for love, for compassion. For, now they can see she has true insight and wisdom because her judgment of them is not blocking anymore. Do you have anything to add to that, Carol? Um, yes, I hadn't even looked at it that way. That it was because I was being more open and judgmental that people can feel less judgmental and um they can feel it yeah felt safe That's, yeah they can feel the love because the love is always there but it can be uh 
deeply hidden behind, it is deeply hidden behind judgments and opinions and attack thoughts. Yeah. I think it's an amazing demonstration. So much more to come. It's not more accepting people. I feel more accepting. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. In our prayer calls and community calls, I'm uncomfortable when I'm getting advice or trying to give advice. I I like the guidelines of not telling people what they should be doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, people are still practicing. You know, they're learning how. And um, one, one helpful tool that we all learn is when we hear the word should, we can just shut up. <laughs> when we hear the word should come out of our mouth, then we're in opinions and judgments, and we can just say, um, hang on a second, let me think about this some more, and drop into our heart. Let, let me feel this. Let me feel this again. I think I'm up in my head about this. Let me let me just see if I can tune in. If we're saying should, if we're thinking should, we're not in our heart. We're not in touch with what's the highest and best. We're operating from the ego every single time. Yeah, because we how can we we don't even know what's best for ourselves. How can we know what's best for anyone else? We just think that we know. And what I say all the time is until we can see through all directions of time and space, we just don't know. I don't, like it says in A Course in Miracles, I don't know what anything is for. I, I don't, how would I know? I, I barely understand my own decisions and choices. Yeah. And this is exactly why Sean's coworker who, uh, I forget the words you used, Sean. You grumpy. He was grumpy. He's not grumpy anymore. He feels your loving presence instead of your fearful presence. And the love relaxes him into his own ability to be loving. When one person is loving, then everybody in the area shifts. This is why when I was first starting to begin, just begin to do this work in the practitioner training uh, at Agape, I set the intention that I would like to open my mind and be such a loving presence that I could walk into a room of angry, hostile people and the entire room would shift and change without me saying anything. And this is what is possible for all of us. This is our destiny. Someone who holds the consciousness of the Christ, which is our true nature, can lift every being on the planet. Every being on the planet just by their existence. And more and more people, more people than ever before, are waking up to their Christed nature and just beginning to understand, oh, I can live as an awakened being. 
so much more is possible for me. More people feel that now than ever in the history of the human race. And everyone who's listening to my voice has a calling to be their true self and to be a beneficial presence in their family, in their community, in their workplace. Every single one of us. And so it's painful not to answer that calling to simply be our true self. And we're answering that call. We really are. It's happening. And that's why we're drawn. And that's why so many people are drawn to Masterful Living who they feel in the beginning, I don't know if I can do this. I I doubt if I can. When I started Masterful Living in 2009, I wondered if I could. But... The thing was, at that point, I had learned that I didn't have to figure out how. That spirit would do it through me if I was willing. All it required was my real willingness. And I did have that. Because I had learned that cultivating that real willingness to follow the guidance was the smartest thing ever. And to... Not listen to the guidance always takes me in a direction that I'd rather not go. So, and I still experience that every day. (laughs) There was something I woke up this morning and I was re-looking at the day yesterday just to see what more I could learn. And um, I said, oh yeah, I can see now. That wasn't quite the highest choice. There was that guidance and I didn't quite I didn't quite feel like hmm one to take that. So so there it is. It it's just on a it's learning to refine our ability to listen and follow. Yes. All right. Well we do have these calls are an hour and uh so we have some time left. And anybody else um like to share star two to raise your hand and also anyone who is in uh twenty sixteen have a question please star two to raise your hand Karen. Hey, Karen. Happy New Year. Oh, I think you're still... There you are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Happy New Year, Jennifer. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to share uh, about the prayer partner process for me, which um, uh, that whole prayer partner invitation for me brought up a lot of fear. Uh, that I wouldn't do it well enough, that I would um, be insincere. I mean, all these personal judgments. And um, and now, as I'm understanding it, you know, masterful living is really about identifying limiting beliefs and blocks to love. So a limiting belief for me would be I don't have enough time to do that. A limiting belief for me would be um, uh, that I won't be good enough or um, – that uh, it's just, it's too scary to pray with somebody. So all of those things 
I used initially as excuses, and I re still remember how nervous I was that when I got that first phone call, and I, I had to laugh because my first prayer partner had a very heavy accent, and so I was like, oh, my God, between my difficulty hearing and this person's accent, how are we going to do this? And um, and then I just heard guidance that said, just ask for what you want, which was, would you be willing to repeat and speak slowly? And after that, everything just went beautifully. Uh, and I have learned so much from the prayer partnerships that there hasn't been a single one that I have wanted to suspend. So I continue to be in contact now with seven different prayer partners, and each one for me has become a flavor of ice cream. Each is unique and delicious in its own way, and um, each one I can guarantee whether the phone call is only, I'm calling for five minutes just to hear your voice, or it's the one-hour call that is with breakthroughs, successes, and do-overs. Uh, each one, I feel lifted and clear, clearer and more committed after every phone call, and no one is more surprised than I. Um, mm -hmm. And the other part that I want to say is that independent of Masterful Living Prayer Partners, uh, one of my intentions was to transform my other friends, my relationship with my other friends into prayer partnerships. And uh, yesterday when I was taking an inventory, I realized that I have more friends who have now become prayer partners than even the ones that have been given to me through Masterful Living. And that is really important because uh, I want Masterful Living to be a part of my life. I want it to define my whole journey. And so when I am willing to transform my other relationships into those partnerships, I can, I've gotten to where now I feel free saying to people, do you want to pray with me? And they're like, yes. And that's never even crossed our conversation in 30 or 40 years of knowing one another. And um, so that supports my practice by just having the willingness to change my conversation with my friends, with my prayer partners from, oh, ain't it awful, and this is the update on my victimhood and how awful it is uh, sometimes. Obviously, it's not that way all the time, but uh, to um, gratitude and surrender and sharing. And uh, that little formula has really been a powerful springboard to um, mindfulness. So I'm grateful for it. I would not have known it, but it turned out great. And I and I think masterful living is about being willing to identify my limiting beliefs and blocks and my resistance and then, you know, gratefully move through that. Just be willing to take the step and, you know, find out that it turns out better than you can imagine. Mm. Oh, so well said, Karen. So rich. Yes, and uh, you've completed three years of Masterful Living, so that's how you've accumulated seven prayer partners. And, yeah, it's about having this tremendous level of support and, and deepening and intimacy. And I think one of the greatest gifts 
for me with my own prayer partners over the years because I've had prayer partners for um, uh, oh 19 years and uh, and I still have my first prayer partner <laughs> and um, it's a safe space to just say anything and everything without judgment because the agreement is to come together and know the truth. And sometimes you just have to say, the, state the opinions and the judgments and the fears and the worries. As, as stating it, I think it's really valuable to say, these are the fears, worries, and judgments that I'm clearing. I'm actively bringing them to the light. So to spe it's speaking them in a different energetic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there is that safety and that there is that clarity of purpose that the purpose of our conversation is to clear and release rather than to re-energize and, and reinvest. So what I'm wanting to do in those conversations is to invest in the clearing releasing. Yeah, exactly. One of the other fears that I had, uh, limiting beliefs that I had, was the one of uh, whose responsibility is it to call the other person? And if my prayer partner doesn't call me, does that mean that they don't want to talk to me? <laughs> oh. And what I've learned to do now is to listen to my own guidance and say, uh, I am feeling like I'd like a call with my prayer partner. And sometimes I will say to them, I'm calling you and I prefer to be quiet and just listen to you because I'm in an ego attack and would you just speak clearly for me? And it works 100% of the time. It's really, really helpful. And I have wonderful prayer partners and it's joyful to talk to each one of them. That's great. I'm so glad you shared that, Karen, because certainly I, I have that with prayer partners and I have that with friends where uh, I, I'm just like, I would love to just get a full download of how you are, and uh, I don't feel like sharing that much about me today. I just, uh, just want to connect and feel the love of your being. And, um, and most people are pretty happy to, to do that. And, um, and prayer partner calls, they can be, uh, they can be 20 minutes. There's, it doesn't have to be a big commitment of time. Um, some people like to have an hour because then they feel like they can really share a lot and get to know each other. It totally depends on people's schedules, people's connections. There's no right or wrong way, and you'll have the guidelines, and you can follow the things of what to say in the guidelines. So you don't have to wonder what to say or how to move through it. You both will have the guidelines, and, and that makes it uh, easy to just begin. Yeah. A lot of times in in our life, uh, we have to pick up the phone and call people we never called before. I, I do it almost every day in running the ministry, calling different things. And... Um, you know, heck, you you call uh, all kinds of people every day that you never spoke to before, and so uh, where there are no guidelines, but uh, you have a you have a purpose. So in the prayer partnership, there's a Holy Spirit 
purpose and spirit will carry you through and and the uh, as um uh someone shared i forget who now uh the there are the workbooks have prayers in them so if you so you can just read one of the prayers to start your conversation and close your conversation and then you're in a prayerful conversation yeah and you hold each other in prayer during the week and blessing each other blessing all masterful living students and that field of prayer is so powerful yeah well we're at time here thank you again Karen that was wonderful so helpful and all right I am going to close us out here with a prayer and we'll have uh, um, we'll have a community call next week and uh, I'm inviting the year two and three students to come come back again and uh, uh, share some of their experiences so we'll we'll do that again next week and start and then um, our cl- first class is January 11th yeah, the sun is rising here in Kauai, coming up over the mountain. The roosters are crowing. And I'm so grateful to join with you. So grateful right now to know the truth. So grateful to open our hearts and open our minds to the power and the presence of perfect love. So grateful to say yes to the unlimited flow of love as pure spirit in our conversations, in our activities. We're partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit self to be led and guided this day and every day. What I know for everyone is that we are choosing to surrender the blocks to love and to know ourselves as that pure, loving, compassionate, joyful, prosperous, abundant, harmonious, beautiful, radiant, creative, clear space of love. This is what I know for each and every one of us. I know that our dialogue has enriched us and continues to reverberate. We share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we are one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. God bless you. Have a great week. And I love you. Look forward to more. Mwah.